What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, we are off and running on another edition of What's the Spread? Mr. Brad Thomas, Miles on Sports with you to give you the best bets for one of the best college football Saturdays that I can remember in recent history, Brad. Yes. I mean, six top 25 matchups, three of them undefeated teams in different conferences. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Like, you know what's kind of crazy? When I make my bets uh, throughout the week, uh, you know, I jump on the other shows, write my articles. I was looking at this list, and I was like, I don't think I have a single bet from any of these games. That just shows you when you when that situation happens, that just shows you how close of contests these really are. How which probably leads me to believe like I would probably take a lot of dogs just blindly. So I was thinking the same thing. Let's let's get right into it because yeah. to your point, I could really see myself betting either side for any of these six games, maybe except one. Uh, which which we'll talk about. But yeah. really, there's there's a lot of fun uh, play on both sides. I think the public's going to have a really good time betting these games. Let's get it started. College game day is back in Knoxville, Tennessee for the second time this year. But this time, it is one of the biggest games in school history. We got number three, Alabama, coming in undefeated to face undefeated number six, Tennessee. Bama coming in as seven-point road favorites. I will let you start it off. Yes. So this is going to be a blockbuster match. With or without Bryce Young. That's what I'm so excited about because this is the first time in a long time where Tennessee legitimately believed that they can beat the Crimson Tide. For me, I, I just can't back the minus seven. I think I mean the plus seven. I think the 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 movement in the line is a little bit of an overreaction. So the line opened at ten and a half uh before last week's games. Tennessee blows out LSU, Alabama struggles against Texas AM. But what a lot of people fail to realize in that tech in that uh, LSU game, there were so many plays that don't happen in a normal game script that kind of made it a non-contest. Uh, 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 special teams return, short fields, a lot of fields starting between the thirty and twenty-eight of of the opposition. If you take those out, the game was played a little bit closer. And next, um, Texas A&M. I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. This happens oh, way too often. But Texas A&M, we always talk about how bad they are. But we always forget how good they are at covering, even when they're even when they lose games. Every single year, I'm so guilty of fading Texas A&M. I think I've faded them three times so far this season, and I've lost all three. So I think the line's a little bit of an overreaction. I do have Alabama winning this by about eight. So I think the line, the original line, I probably would be on t- uh, Tennessee. But man, what a time for Tennessee! If Tennessee pull off this victory, they're going to be a top four team, and it could shake up the college universe. It really would. Um... Luckily for Bama, it's a cross-divisional game, so they could still uh, get to the SEC title game pretty easily. But Tennessee needs to win this game. Yeah. Um, so last week, we were at the Bama game. Jalen Milrow, he won't play. If if it is him, you know, Saban comes out, says Bryce Young's a game-time decision. I don't think Bryce Young is going to play. I don't know what your opinion is on that. I think Bryce is going to play. I think Bryce I think Bryce was was ready to go last game. He had an AC uh, shoulder strain, and I think the most important thing was to make sure Bryce was comfortable. You know, Bryce Bryce practiced this week, you know? Um, It's all about how he feels holding the ball, um, how he feels throwing the ball. 
if Bryce tests it pregame, I think that'll be the only time we'll truly know, but I think he plays. Either way, I feel comfortable taking Tennessee plus seven here, whether it is Milrow who turned the ball over three times last weekend at home, or whether it's Bryce Young coming off his shoulder injury, because even if he does play, we can't think he's going to be absolutely 100%. Now, I also uh, think, to your point, it was a little bit of an overreaction to have the line come all the way down to seven. Uh, Bama will play much better than they did last week. A&M is still tough on defense, but Tennessee just got so much momentum coming into this weekend. I don't think there's any way that they can't keep this within one score. So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Tennessee plus seven. Hedden Hooker and Jabari Small on that offense are just rolling, moving the ball seamlessly with this offense. A complete blowout last weekend in Baton Rouge. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee at home. I will say this. Tennessee will probably be the public dog. Uh, right now they're getting 70% of the bets, 85% of the money. So sports books might make a call, Miles. If Bama's up by, if Bama's up by five late in the game, you already know something crazy is going to happen where there's a safety or Alabama get a cheeky field goal. You know the you know the book doesn't want to lose that. There's a lot of betters who want Bama to go down this weekend. <laughs> a let's, lot. Let's a lot. <laughs> All right, let's go and roll to the Big Ten. We got number 10, Penn State, number 5, Michigan. Uh, Michigan coming in here as seven-point favorites as well, but they are going to be at home for this game. A lot to get into uh, here, Brad. I'm going to go ahead and roll with the dog back-to-back. I am taking Penn State plus seven for a couple of reasons. So Penn State's coming off a bye week, but that's that's not really what I'm looking at. I'm going to go back two weeks to their very sloppy game against Northwestern. That was a 17-7 win going into a bye week that I think a lot of people are starting to look at. This Penn State team, and I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I'll say it again. I think it's possibly the best Penn State team that James Franklin has had up to yes. this point. I and agree. That has nothing to do with Sean Clifford, but what it does have to do with is their improved offensive line and their improved running game that's allowing Sean Clifford to not have to be the guy to make the plays. Penn State can be just as physical, if not more, than Michigan. Both teams are going to be trying to establish their run game. I think both teams will succeed at establishing their run game here. But seven points is is way too much yeah. uh, for me to pass up when I think that, like Tennessee, I think Tennessee can win that game. I think Penn State can easily. Yes. Not easily, but, but I think they come in here and win this game because – I don't think we know too much about Michigan at this point either. Who have they played? Absolutely nobody. Exactly. I'm not worried about Penn State going on the road. I know that Auburn is down right now, but they went into Auburn in one of the toughest stadiums in the country and whipped their ass. So I know that Penn State has no problem playing on the road. This is going to be a tough environment. It's going to be a maze out. It's big new kickoff. But Penn State is coming in here ready to play. Plus seven, and I'm even going to put a little bit on the money line. Yep, I'm going to be a little bit on the money line and a plus seven. This line opened closer to five. I think that the line movement moving in Michigan's favor is just fool's gold. Listen, something's got to give. Michigan is five and 12 against the spread in their last 17 against AP top 10 ranked teams. Penn State is two and six against the spread against Michigan under James Franklin and 0 and five against the spread as an underdog. But you said it best. This is one of the best. Penn State teams that Franklin has had, and a lot of that has to do with their defense. Penn State holds their opposing passers to 49.6%. Their best in the FBS. And what does that mean? That means they can allow them to stack the box to stop Blake Corum and really, really test J.J. McCarthy to see if he can make those passes when it matters. And also why I like getting seven points here, I strongly believe, and I wholeheartedly believe, that this game hits under. The total set at 51. I think if Michigan wins, they win a dirty 14-10 to 10 grudge match. 
I think, uh, as I said, it, it, it's going to be on the running game. Both teams are, are, are not going to want to make mistakes early. Uh, there's a lot on the line in this game, so I'm looking for the same thing. I could see Alabama being favored uh, heavy over Bama. I, I, I don't see Michigan being favored so heavily over Penn State when I think yeah. it has played just as well. Exactly. Agreed. All right, let's go ahead and go into the Big 12. We got a two undefeateds here as well. Number eight, Oklahoma State going on the road at one of the surprise teams in college football. Number 13, TCU coming off a huge win over Kansas. They are four and a half point favorites here. Who you got for me? Um, I'm going with Oklahoma State. Um, listen, Oklahoma State, they have great run defense. You know, it's not the defense that they had when they were, had Jim Knowles, but they're still really tough in the trenches. Um, what's also most important is this uh, defensive line still plays tough uh, at the point of attack. They lead the Big 12 in sacks per game at 3.2. TCU scary offensively. Max Duggan has done everything he absolutely needs. Um, they're number one in the nation at 8.1 yards per play. But I do think that this Oklahoma State team shuts them down and disrupts some of that momentum that they're coming in here. This is a TCU team who I don't think anybody believed they'd be leading the Big 12 at this point. But I, I really do love what I'm seeing from Oklahoma State. I'm with you, man. I'm going with my third straight dog, Let's Oklahoma go. State, plus four and a half. This line opened with TCU minus one and all of the publicity and press that TCU has been getting. They were uh, the game day game last weekend. Big win over Kansas. I think he's ballooning the line a little bit. I think this game should be a pick em. Uh So if, if you're going to give me four and a half points to Oklahoma State, where, when I think that, that they could come in here and win, exactly. again, I'm going to take the dog again. It's a great quarterback matchup. We got Spencer Sanders, Max Dugan, both quarterbacks playing at a very high level. Both defenses have had question marks. I mean, yes. you, you you look at Oklahoma State, they gave up 24 to Texas Tech in the first half last week. They end up only giving up seven in the second half and, and win the game. And then you got TCU, who gave up four touchdowns to the Kansas backup quarterback. Yeah. Those of you who, who weren't paying attention to that game, Jalen Daniels went down early. Yes. Jason Bean comes in the backup and just tears up, tears him up. Now, uh, a lot of that could be that they didn't have uh, – they weren't looking at a tape on the guy that they were so zoned in on Jalen Daniels. But both defenses have their question marks. Both offenses are playing well. You're giving me four and a half. I'm going to go OK State as well. I love that. I, I, I was – you know, before digging in deeper, like blindly I was going to take TCU. But after, after I look at the stats, after I looked it over, this is this crazy stat. Uh, the Cowboys have forced 34 turnovers in the last 23 games. And they know how to win in this conference, right? Yes. So so TCU is having that Cinderella season. They are at home. It's going to be a great environment. But the Cowboys are not going to come in here and be intimidated. So yeah. give me the points there. All right, let's go out west to the Pac-12. We got number seven, USC, going on the road at number 20, Utah. Utah favored by three and a half. Now, let me preface this by saying great pick last week. You rode with the UCLA Bruins. They punished Yes, saw in that game absolutely punished them. I was blown away. I went with Utah in that game, and it makes me skeptical to pick them again in a very similar spread. But I'm doing it again. I am going with the Utah Utes here at home in back-to-back weeks. Please don't burn me again as three and a half point favorites. <laughs> so good at home recently. Utah has won 17 straight games as a home favorite. They are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games following a loss after Kyle Winningham. So there is no letdown in this team. And USC is 1-9 against the spread in their last 10 games as a road dog. But trends aside, I think USC is just ripe for a loss. Yes, they are coming in here undefeated. They are coming in here 6-0. and Their defense forces turnovers. They've been playing very good football. But I think that, that they are ripe for an upset. 
I said last week that Utah was the best team in the Pac-12. I was wrong. It's UCLA. I still think Utah is the second best team in the Pac-12, and I think they prove it this weekend, where USC has also lost three of their last four games at Rice-Eckley Stadium. They come in here. They don't play well. Big bounce back from Utah this weekend. I'm riding with the Utes. I will say this, Miles. I am not going against you. I still think that UCLA is the best team in this conference, and I'm going to stick by that. Listen, this is USC's first real road test. And, yes, we could say uh, their game against Oregon State was a tough road test, but I'm still not buying that Oregon State is back, as everyone thinks. Now they play against a Utah team who's coming off a loss to a great team. And they lost by 10, but, listen, I mean, this Utah team still – 192 rushing yards, 287 uh, passing yards, 31 first downs. They had interception and lost the fumble. And if those don't happen, I think it's a little bit different of a game. I'm not sold on USC either yet. You know, they play good football. Um, They've had a lot of, I don't even want to call them lucky wins because like, I do think that the win over uh, Oregon State was a little lucky. That Washington State game was Washington State's and they got out of hand. But outside of that, they played Arizona State, Fresno State, Rice, Stanford. I'm not really worried about that. I don't think they're very tough. Utah is going to run the ball. If Utah doesn't put themselves in a negative game script early, I think they have a chance to win this by double digits. I think Lincoln Riley gets a wake-up call this weekend. I think uh, UCLA is on a different level right now. When you watch them, and as you said, Utah really shot themselves in the foot last week with the two turnovers that turned into 14 UCLA yeah. points. It, it took them out of the game. They were on the road. They are a different team at home. This is going to be a night game under the lights. They're going to be ready for USC. They want to prove that they are still above USC as a program. A um, lot of storylines in this game, but love it. I yes. love that. I, I love that you're riding with Utah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go into our fifth ranked matchup of the weekend. We got number 15, NC State, going on the road at number 18, Syracuse. Undefeated Syracuse. Syracuse is favored by three and a half points in this game. Who you got? Listen, I'm going to go ahead and be a little against the grain. I know Devin Leary is probably not going to play, and I really don't care. You're giving me points for a better team. Uh, defensively, we saw that game. If anybody watched that game where um, Syracuse played Virginia, Virginia doesn't even have a good defense, right? Virginia doesn't have a good defense, yet they were still able to stifle them. Uh, if it weren't for turnovers and a very horrible first uh, first half, uh, Syracuse probably doesn't win that game. And for me, this is going to be the best defense that they play all season. I'm getting points here. But let me put this in perspective for everyone who's so worried about Devin Leary and Devin Leary not being here. North Carolina State doesn't have the record they do. It doesn't have the ranking they do because of Devin Leary. Devin Leary has a 68.4 offensive grade on PFF. This defense is the reason why they are as good as they are. And I listen, Garrett Schrader is in a great system to look good. But I think Garrett Schrader is going to be running for his life. What game was that when it was the Virginia game? They kept sacking him, but Virginia's turning the ball over and all this. I like getting the points here. I don't care if um, who's the backup, Jack Chambers. Yeah, Jack Chambers. I don't care if Jack Chambers or Devin Leary. It's the defense that's going to win this game. I could not have said it better myself. I am with you, my friend. NC State plus three and a half. I am surprised with or without Devin Lear that they are not favored in this game. And that is yep. nothing against Syracuse because I think this is going to be a great environment for them. I, I, I hope it's a sellout. It, it, it's tough to win in the Carrier Dome. 
but you, you've got to look at the resume so far. Yes. NC State is coming off of a tough, one of the toughest road games, if not the toughest road game of the entire year yep. at Clemson. I agree. Where they really held their own, and I said that last week. And then somehow coming away with the win against a tough Florida State team last week. Who the hell has Syracuse been playing? Virginia, Louisville. <laughs> Purdue was a really good team that, that they beat. I think Purdue yep. wins the Big Ten West. I, you know, I said at the beginning. You said that. Yep, you did. Surprise team. And it was a great win for them. But they had no business winning that game either. No business winning that game. Uh, they were outplayed by Purdue. I love getting the points here with NC State, with or without Demon Leary. As you said, he hasn't been as much of a factor as we thought he was going to be for this team. They just play good as a team. They play well up front. They're disciplined on defense. They don't have a lot of penalties. I think they come in here and win the game. Yeah, uh, I said this at the beginning of the year, and I told you it pains me to say this, but they're probably the best linebacking core in college football. All right, let's go ahead and move into our final game of the weekend. Very under the radar. We got number 16, Mississippi State. Three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at number 22, Kentucky. Another SEC matchup here. Who do you like? Listen, um, I think that we're going to get Will Levis playing. I saw some good positive stuff for that. I'm actually going to go with Mississippi State. This is the first time I think ever I've legitimately been scared to play Mississippi State at the end of the year. Will Rogers. Who knew it would be Will Rogers that comes into this system that's the perfect uh, Leary system quarterback? This man's a GOAT. This man is throwing the ball well. But what's more important and what pairs better when you're in a system like this is by having a tough, strong defense. Their defense is playing lights out. That defense is creating short fields for themselves. Leary, I mean, excuse me, uh, Rodgers is throwing the rock. But honestly, a lot of that's just window dressing. And what I mean by that is if Rodgers is not throwing as well as he can, they're still going to be winning games by 10 points. Saving the best for last. This is my favorite bet of the weekend. I am all over Mississippi State. My Let's go. Here. I love that we're – we were almost six for six on our picks. <laughs> we are really vibing this uh, But it's it's for good reason. I mean, no one is talking about Will Rogers here. And, yes, he might be the definition of a system quarterback, but he is running the Mike Leach offense to perfection right Mike now. Mike Leach, I said – did I say Leary? I was thinking about Devin Leary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, th- this this offense is so dangerous. I, I, I didn't know if it was going to work in the SEC – but he's proving that it, it, it's at least going to work to make them competitive because it's yep. so difficult to game plan for. You got Rodgers dropping back and just and just making three and four yard completions easily all the way down the field. He's been so efficient. And yes, even if Levis comes in and plays this game for Kentucky, I feel like the sales have kind of come out of Kentucky a little bit. They have. Um, yeah, right? I mean, you can just see it. Um you can see it uh, the way they're playing right now. And, yes, they're at home. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Again, for me, this is a momentum game. Mississippi State is coming in here with playing with a lot of momentum, playing really good football, loving the three and a half here. Yeah, like Kentucky was supposed to be so good. And then, you know, they go and beat up on Florida, right? And then after that, what do they do? They squeak out a win against Northern Illinois. They lose to Mississippi. They lose to Miss oh, uh, Mississippi in, in, in a game, which probably could have went either way. But guess what? Kentucky was undisciplined. They missed some kicks. It was a stupid game for them. And then, oh, my God, last but not least, the game against South Carolina where they got bamboozled and beat by double digits. Like, I'm out on Kentucky as a team. I'm out on them as a top 10 team too. Yeah, absolutely. With with or without your quarterback, you've got to have depth and you've got to have somebody ready to step up. You can't be losing to South Carolina. So I don't even know why Kentucky is still in the the top 25. I think it's an absolute travesty. And I think Mississippi State proves that they are a much better team at this point. But how about that, Brad? 
Five out of the last five. Good luck to Bama this weekend. Yes, man. Um, Have fun with the game. With our bets. Yeah, I will, I will be there. I will be in Knoxville. Um, I should have just let you borrow the jersey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> oh, no, you have to rep Tennessee because I, you're I have to. <laughs> Yeah, that's your home state now. It's an orange out, too, so I can't Oh, that's going to be epic. That's going to be epic. All right, man. All right, man. Hey, dude, that was fun. Guys, thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. If you are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or however else you get your podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate. Take care.